You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Rekla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change the Hi, world. Hi everyone, this is your Superpower Kid, Neva Lee Rekla, and I'm very excited for today's interview. We are talking about how to turn dreams into reality. That sounds so cool, right? And I realized that especially when we're kids, like anything is possible and there's no end to your dreams and you can just keep on having fun. But sometimes when we're adults, it's not really the same. But there is quite a few people out there that I would consider kids at heart. And our guest today is definitely one of them. Her name is Debbie Dashinger. We met at Steve Ulsher's New Media Summit. She has, she's the host of the Dare to Dream podcast. She is just so amazing. So without further ado, will you help me welcome our guest, Debbie? Hi, Debbie. Oh, my God. That was the best intro ever. You totally called it, girl. I am a child <laughs> at heart. I'm like, like, I don't know, nine going on something. I'm right around your age. So this conversation is going to be on the same level. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Thank you so much for coming on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Totally. Yep. I'm so psyched to hang out with you now on your show and later you on my show. Uh huh. I'm very excited for that. So we met at New Media Summit. How long ago? Was it two, three years ago? Yeah, it was 2017. So it was a, wow. couple, a couple of years ago when we first yeah. met. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. It was a and lot of fun. Now we're really good friends. So <laughs> New Media Summit definitely brings all the icons together, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I am so like psyched that I know you. I know your mom. I know your dad. You're some of the most extraordinary people I know, and you're like me, I think. <laughs> definitely different, you know, which yeah. is, I think, a superpower. Yeah, and I feel like as a podcaster, it's really important to – express that and show that you're not like everyone else and especially being a podcaster because you're talking to people and you're talking with people you have on your show and you're talking with your audience but you need to be yourself and you need to show who you are authentically and it's really cool being able to meet up with people like you and like all the other icons who are doing something different. And we all just get to meet up and be really good friends in that. It's true. It's a really nice network of support. I don't Mm -hmm. know if people know often the behind the scenes of podcasters, but what we've created anyway, and we created with Steve, it's pretty delicious, you know? Uh And of course, even outside of Steve's events where we all show up, we do our own stuff to hang out together and spend time, Mm -hmm. not just here, but we'll go out to lunches or just spend time together. And um, I think it's interesting because we're also, there's a lot of healers amongst us, a lot of people doing pretty extraordinary work, a lot of people being called to bigger ways of being out in the world and shining our light. And I love that, you know, like growth is a factor, right? We're not stagnant people at all. I definitely agree. And like JJ Flazanz and I, we talk all the time. And so I think you're right. Like what we show at New Media Summit is what we keep on doing. Like we act like friends at New Media Summit, then we bring it on into not just at the event. And that's a really cool gift that there's events out there like that that are bringing 
people who are doing similar things together, but they all do it in their own way, which is really cool. So, so oh, I just, if I can just say, I'm a little bit jealous about the comment about you and JJ. So I feel a little left out. I'm just saying <laughs> of those phone calls. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want to stay in touch with all the icons because you all are amazing. <laughs> Ditto. So, <laughs> Thank you. So at the event, I have definitely seen that you have some superpowers. And would you like sharing with the audience a, a couple of those? Yeah. It, you know, and it's kind of interesting because I did, did a session with your mom a couple of weeks ago, and she pointed some things out that were really interesting. So I, I think I'll sort of riff on one of the ones she talked about, which is uh, being a connector. And in fact, she said something that was so extraordinary. She took it to a place I'd never considered before. One of the things your mom, Tonya, said to me was, you know, you come off, Debbie, as very extroverted. But the truth is, you're a connector. And there's a different energy there. And I was like, mm -hmm. wow, that's like crazy true. And I never saw it like that because I always thought, it was an introvert, extrovert, you know, a little of both. But I do love social functions. I love people. I thrive on people. I thrive on people that I can connect with and relate with. So I would say being a connector for sure mm -hmm. is a superpower. And I would say my heart, without a mm -hmm. doubt, is a superpower. And then because we're going to be talking about dreams today, Neva, I want to say that making things happen I think I'm a manifester. Mm. I think when something comes up in my space and I get really excited about it, like there's an energetic buzz that I have a way, sometimes by taking action and sometimes just by choosing it, mm. that it comes into my space and often in very magical ways. Yeah. That's really cool. Those are good superpowers. And yeah. I feel like I'm definitely similar to you. Really? And I would say I'm, I'm both extroverted and introverted because mm. I can do both. And I, also, I have something called chameleon ability, which it wouldn't surprise me if you have it, where let's say you're with someone who's super energetic and they are just very powerful, very energetic, full of energy you can either meet up with them or you can be the good, healthy balance. Mm. So you may be the one who's a little bit calmer and they're the one who's a little bit more louder and energetic and then there's a healthy balance. And then the same thing with people who are more introverted. And so especially going into business events, you, got, you have to work around people's energies. Oof. And something with chameleon ability is – with other people's energies there, you sometimes pick up on other people's fear. And it may be about the silliest thing, like they're worried that, let's say they left their iron on. Mm -hmm. Then you all of a sudden are worried about that. But you don't even own an iron. And so you start worrying about these things that other people are worrying about. And going into business conferences, it is a lot of fun to work with though. Because you can go, is this mine? Yes. No. All right. Go back to this person. Or we say return to sender. Yes. And <laughs> exactly. And it helps bring the energy away from you and what is yours 
you get to move through and work through and then use that. And then it goes back to the other people without you taking it away from them. Because when you take away energy from people, they can't work through it. And so it comes back to them. And so it's a lot of fun having chameleon ability, but it, but it takes like time to work on it. So I would say you have it. I find that really interesting that you're saying that. And so I'm going to address it. And then I have a question for you because exactly, I am definitely a satellite dish. I walked around most of my life, not knowing that and not Mm. understanding that I was constantly receiving and allowing all of everybody else's energy in a room on the planet, which can be pretty overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then come on, and maybe I, I, I don't know, I'm in darkness and I don't know what's going on, but I didn't realize it was not about me. So it's taken a lot of work. And I agree now the idea of, oh, does this belong to me? No. Okay. I return it to sender with love and consciousness attached. Sometimes I do a a physical thing. If it's really like big, I might say, not mine, not mine, not mine, and physically throw it back out and then mm-hmm. put love around it so that yep. it transmutes into something greater. My question yeah. to you, Neva, is do you have discernment? Because I think that's so important when you are so sensitive like we are and a satellite basically walking around receiving, receiving. Do you have the discernment to know that is mine or 99% not mine? I would say I can. It depends on how heavy it is. Mm -hmm. And so if there's someone who's really angry and really emotional, like let's say someone is really angry at me for some reason, it'll come off to me as not only anger, but just really emotional. And I don't feel any emotion. And so sometimes I can't tell if that is mine or the other person's. And it also comes off in physical pain. So if someone, let's say, has a huge headache, I will get that headache. And especially with the people I am related to, like my mom, let's say she'll have a huge backache. I'll all of a sudden start having a backache or that pain will come up in my head. And if my dad's foot hurts, like let's say his right foot hurts, my left foot foot will start hurting. And so I go around and I ask people, I go, does your head hurt right now? No. All right. It's mine then. And I'll ask, is this mine? All right. It is. I'm going to fix it. Mm -hmm. So it really depends. And I want to keep talking about this more, but we do have to take a quick break. So, Debbie, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? Well, thank you so much. Yeah, with pleasure. My name, Debbie Dashinger, D-E-B-B-I, D is in David, A-C-H-I-N-G-E-R.com, as well as DebbieD.net, which is D-E-B-B-I-D.net. Awesome. Definitely go check her out because she is just so, so amazing to talk to. So we've been talking with Debbie Dashinger about how to turn dreams into reality. We'll be right back after the break. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you 
for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Debbie Dashinger about how to turn dreams into reality. So before we get back into what we were talking about, we get to do funny FaceTime and <laughs> Bubblegum is going to join us. Are you ready? Yeah. What are we going to do? Tell me. Hmm. Let's think. Let's, let's just do rapid fire. So however funny faces we can get. You okay. ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. That was a good face. Am I doing this alone? (laughs) (laughs) Those are good funny faces. I've had quite a few people on from New Media Summit. And I I interviewed Michael Neely. (laughs) And he came on. And he did full-on makeup changes. Because... I think he used to be an actor, and so he would go, and he would change his makeup, and he'd come back, and he'd do a different voice, and then he'd go back and change into what he was actually wearing, and it was just this fun little thing, and there would be times where his camera was completely blank, and I was just there laughing. It was a lot of fun. Wow, Michael really (laughs) upped the ante. I'm so proud of him. (laughs) Next time, I ha- I'm going to have full regalia. I'm doing costumes. That's Michael. Yes. Got nothing on me. <laughs> so before the break, we were talking about having chameleon ability. And we were talking about how sometimes you can't tell if it's yours or not. And especially with me and going into different environments, sometimes it's challenging telling whether or not it is yours. So – what advice would you give someone who is going into that and they have that superpower and they're going into a maybe more challenging environment and they pick up on energy if they can't tell if it's theirs or not? How would you say you can discern whether or not it is your energy or the person next to you? It's a really good question for sensitive people because I just want to say this. We don't often understand our own boundaries. Mm. So we know we, well, of course we exist everywhere. That's the truth. We're just energy, but in human earthly terms, we know we exist to here, but we don't realize that things are bleeding in. And often we're caretakers, we're big givers, we're big lovers. We can feel what everybody's feeling. We know, oh my God, you know, Auntie, Auntie Joe is feeling this. You know, I, I, oh my God, I feel so much for her. And it's really actually difficult. We're mm-hmm. big healers, but it's very difficult sometimes to be us and just discern 
who am I right here? So what I would say is it is good to ask the question, right? And if you don't get anything that way, you can do some muscle testing like this is yes, this is no. Does this belong to me? Yes. Okay, great. Can I do anything with it? If so, what should I do with it? Um, sometimes we don't have to have the answer in the minute. And sometimes the divine will tell us right away. If we get a no, clearly, okay, not mine, not mine. I return to sender with consciousness and love attached and we completely release it and let it go. Mm-hmm. I think also people like us who are so sensitive can be the earth healers. So we're also conscious of the planet and what's mm-hmm. going on vibrationally. And sometimes we'll take that on too and not recognize even this, like what I need to do is separate, send love and healing to the planet right now. The, you know, the mother is quite sustainable. She's, I believe, quite beyond us and quite a great teacher. <laughs> and yet she gives so much all the time. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes if we're feeling something, but we're not clear where it comes from, just send love to the mother, you know, send healing yeah. energy to the mother and give back. So those are some of my ways of dealing with this. And what I can say without a doubt, Neva, is there's enormous relief on the other side of releasing the stuff, like taking the mantle off. This isn't even mine. I don't have to understand it. But for people who take so much on, I think it's really important to understand you're actually not being of assist to anybody. You're not helping the person who it actually belongs to. You're not even helping the group if there's like group fear or anger, whatever is going on. If it's group joy, then go ahead and enjoy it. But Mm -hmm. if anything that's a darkness, you're not helping anyone else because they still have to go through it. It is theirs through. And you're definitely not helping yourself because you're going to vibrate here instead of there. But just release it and move on. Yeah, I definitely agree. And sometimes, especially I notice from myself, it gets to the point where I'm just overwhelmed and like mm. I notice that the smallest things will offset me and so I have this little code with my parents that I'll say I'm noticing I'm getting irritable and I have a certain like time in the night where I just don't want to talk don't talk to me I need my space and so my parents and I have established you guys go have like fun in the hot tub go go swimming, whatever you need to do, I'm going to stay inside and watch a show. Mm. And I do that, and then we all come back in and we all regroup. And it's a great way because when I notice it's coming up, I don't, I don't speak. I say I'm noticing irritation is coming. I don't want to say anything that I don't mean to say. And I, and I say I need my space right now. And it's a great way to move energy just not speaking and having you time, Mm -hmm. I find. And it helps you just move energy by not doing anything for a little bit, you know? Yeah. And chill time is good. It is real. Separation is very good. It's very positive, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's a great opportunity to refill. And then when you regroup, it can be a, everybody's in a different place. And so the interaction and the synergy is completely different. And, you know, I'm just thinking Eva too, as you're saying all of this, 
all of these points are so salient. They're so prevalent for creating dreams because there's a lot of outside influences and energies when we create dreams. There's people who don't create them and they have a lot of skepticism. There's people don't create them and they feel disappointment. There's people who create huge dreams that some of us look up to and feel like, oh, I compare myself and, you know, how can I ever be like that? And none of that actually is helpful, right? And I think it's so important to actually disengage and recognize with a dream, you are given a dream because it is yours to fulfill. Now, if you don't do it at some point, it will be given to somebody else. But if you choose to take it on, like the journey is so life-changing and it does include elements of releasing other people and being in our own cocoon, our own dream, sometimes not even talking about it because it's like leaking energy when we do that. Sometimes yeah. it's really cool to just keep something that's sacred to ourselves and know, oh, this is incumbent on me to create, however it is for me to co-create right now. Um, but it is really important sometimes to keep it to the vest or uh, not share it or not compare or not see what other people are doing or not even value, frankly, not even value what other people think of our dream. And just to know it's value enough that it's here. I just got to salt and pepper it, spice it up, make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. And sometimes there is a gift in sharing it. And other times, I think you're right. It's good to keep it to yourself for a little while. And so I did the opposite when I was younger. I've, and I still kind of want to do this. I've, from the age of like, let's say six, I've wanted to create a pet hotel. And (laughs) when I was way young, it was like my dream. And like, I wanted it to have like crocodiles and (laughs) non-typical animals. And I wanted it to be like a rescue area, but it would be a hotel. So these animals would be living in style. They would have (laughs) the greatest experience that they had ever had. Can I ask you, like, what does crocodile style look like? No clue. (laughs) I was going to figure it out. And I wanted, like, giraffes and a bunch of different animals, and I would have a floor dedicated to this type of animal, and I would have this backyard for this animal. And that was my dream. So, you know those big, like, pull-apart, almost like sticky notes that are huge? Yeah. yeah, I took one of those and I got a whiteboard marker and I drew up the hotel. Wow. And I had it in my room for like two years and I would try to plan it out. And that was my dream. And sometimes envisioning it and seeing it happen is what can make that dream become a reality. And sometimes it may not come a reality. As for right now, I don't have a pet hotel. But as for right now, I don't need a pet hotel in my life. And so it may never happen. But just the thought of I had this dream Mm. and I took charge and I made it so it could even be a possible dream or a possible idea. Mm -hmm. And something I think that's true is that dreams come to us. And but then it's our duty, our mission to fulfill them. Because if we don't, or we're not showing other people that it's possible, yeah. you know, and sometimes taking charge and going, you know what, I'm going to do this. That's what matters. 
and it may not always succeed, but when it does, or you, or when it doesn't, you can look back and go, I had a mission and I did what I could to fulfill it. True. You know? It's, a, it's such a good point that you're making because there are some inspirations, if you will, that come to us and we can get excited for a spell. And then at a certain point, it's like, mm, I'm not sure about ever, but definitely not right now. Like it changes. Yeah right? It mutates. And then there are other things that are just so powerful. They're not going to go away. They're like tugging yeah. at us. I have, I've had one the past, wow, how long has it been? Almost the full year actually. But I became aware of this, um, of a country that I really wanted to go to and an experience I really wanted to have. And I couldn't stop like when it came, it was like fireworks, gangbusters. Like I just couldn't let go of it and it couldn't let go of me. And then things started coming in my life one after mm -hmm. another about this particular resort. And it was uncanny. It, I knew it was the universe saying, girl, you're going, this is going down. You're in, trust me, I got you. And it just made me more excited to know I had that level of support. And of course mm -hmm. it didn't go down. I did go to this resort in, in this other country in Costa Rica. What was amazing for me is when I was there, it then hit me again. I'm like, oh my God, I'm coming back while I'm there. I'm not even done with the trip. And it's like, you're coming back and this isn't done. Like this is actually going to be unfolding. So mm -hmm. I come back and I had a conversation with one of the co-owners and I just, I don't know that I just kept feeling all this love for this place, for these people, like this sort of ancient connection, Neva. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what it was going to take, but it, to be honest, it kind of bugged me for two months because I kept thinking, why aren't they calling me? Why aren't they calling me? I know I'm meant to be with them. Should I call them? And I would have to like calm myself down, just let it go because it was mm -hmm. so big. And the gal reached out. She and her assistant reached out and said, you know what? We felt so strongly about you. We want to hire you and have you come out and teach us for a day. And I'm like, boom, the door is opening. The door is opening. And she said, and we want to send you back to this resort. I'm like, oh, my God. It just went down. Exactly what I knew, what I felt, it's going down. And here's the thing, Neva, like between you and me and the dragon, I know it's not done. Like I'm telling you a big secret and I normally wouldn't share this because it's such an internal excited process with a dream, but I am really clear. I have more to do with these people mm -hmm. and I don't know what it looks like. So this yeah. is a different dream that doesn't have a vision. I, it just has a feeling attached to it. I'm connected to these people. I'm connected to this land. I'm connected to this process. And I know we're going to do more. I don't know yet what it looks like. I don't know if I'm going to be working with them, for them. They're going to keep hiring me. I don't know. But I just know. Like mm -hmm. I know, like I know it's going to happen. So I'm already in the unfoldment of that. I'm in the uh, lack of attachment because I don't know what I don't know. I'm in the excitement and I'm, I'm in a lot of gratitude, a lot mm -hmm. of gratitude that this is becoming what it is. And it really feels like part of my very spiritual healing priestess, shaman, whatever journey. And I'm just showing up as a hell yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 
I think that's really powerful. And that shows that dreams are definitely made to come true. And I, I've had this dream for a while. I want a pet pig. Oh, and pet pigs supposed to be so are, smart and cool. I know. And I really want one. Yeah. And my book is called when pigs fly. <laughs> and my parents and I made the agreement. This is in my book that if I can make a million dollars, I can buy whatever pet I want. Mm. As long as it's in reasonable thinking, like I can't go and get myself a giraffe. Because that's not reasonable. But if I, I could get like pig or a monkey mm. or if I wanted another dog or like those hyperallergenic cats, mm -hmm. I could get myself one. And so I've had this goal for a couple of years now. I can't think back to when it really started about a pig. And I want to name him Hamlet Chicharrones Recla. I have a stuffed animal in my room that is named Hamlet Chicharrones Recla. And it is a pig. And so I have this goal. And I'm trying to fulfill it. And I'm noticing that there'll be these little sparks of, oh, I'll meet this person who knows about pigs. Mm. Or, oh, here's this website that happens to sell pigs. And, oh, my parents happen to have a business that does due diligence and they can look into it for me. And so these little sparks keep on coming. And sometimes the thing with dreams is that it may not always come. Like it, you may have this idea, but then the way to fulfill it may not always come to you. Like it may be a year or so before you can even get clarity. Yeah. But if you can hold on to it, it is a huge gift afterwards mm -hmm. to see like, oh, I had this dream and I fulfilled it. And that's what matters is that you took the steps and you were able to see that it was even possible and believing in yourself because sometimes it doesn't sound all that logical. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you think it's too hard, you don't want to do it. But then when you can look back and go, I believed in myself, that is, wow, that's powerful. So George Clooney may still have a pig. I know he had a pig forever. I know the pig used to go with him to Lake Cuomo, one of the places where he has a home in Italy. Um, I don't know since he's married and has uh, twins and all of this, if he still does, but I always thought that was super cool of him. I am curious, Neva, have you ever looked up what the spirit totem meaning is for a pig? Because that could, would be really interesting to know. I think I have, but I don't remember it. And there's something about a pig that has just, it's stuck with me. And I don't know why. And I like bacon. I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> you are so funny. Oh yeah, my God. But I, I just wanted a pig. And that's okay, so Check this out. I am looking this up and this is so beautiful because you started this out by saying that your parents said, if you could create a million dollars, excuse me, wipe that out, cancel, cancel. When you create a million dollars, you That's can get it. That's what they said. So what said. here's what I just looked it up because I have to. 
The pig is often viewed as a laid back animal. I would say you're pretty darn laid back. It does not easily attack. It's not easily angered, but it chooses to enjoy life. It Mm -hmm. symbolizes prosperity, wealth, and abundance. Having a fattened pig is a bringer of good luck for many reasons. So look at you. And you know, sometimes they have pigs that have wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, no. For my birthday, my sister found this little glass pig and it, it's very cute and tiny, but it's like a good luck charm and it's in my room and it's on like this wooden piano I have and it, it's my little good luck charm. And until I get a pig, that is my good luck charm. Mm. And cause she, she knows that my dream is to have a pet pig and so it's kind of a cool little gift I have because, to be honest, if my spirit animal wasn't a butterfly, it would be a pig because that sounds like me. So I have a dream, too, about money right now. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're sharing about money. Thankfully, I don't need a million dollars to do it. But, hey, money is energy, so we can do whatever. I have a dream because there is a school I want to go to in another country. It's in Chile and it's taught by a shaman. And I've been looking, I've been looking at it. So let me go, let me go back a minute because this just came up. So here's how I know what I want to do or not, Neva. It'll be interesting to hear about you. So if I look into, let's say, 10 different schools. What will happen is I'll read information or I'll look at it online, and this happens. Total flat line. Nothing. I'm like Teflon. It's, it's just bouncing off of me. I feel nothing. Meh. But I'll look at that one school, or could be anything about a dream, but in this case, it's a school, and like, bam, like I said, the fireworks. It's like, oh my God. I get so excited. I light up. I don't even have to read the words. I just know it's like, I need to do this. I want to do this. I, it's like, this is mine to do. This is mine, 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 right? <laughs> so I'm sort of in that place right now where something's come into my space. I got that feeling where I've not had that feeling before. I did due diligence. I had a phone conversation with somebody yesterday. And again, she's actually trying to slow my train down. Take your time. Maybe you want to do this in a few years and like, pay as you go. So you're ready to go in a few years. And inside of me, it's like, oh, heck no. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I feel so excited. I got to do this. So it is about money. And so here's what I'm doing. Universe, I'm on board. I know you brought this to me. I know I'm excited because you're excited too. I know this is our next right and light step. So let's boogie. Let's create. Mm-hmm. Let's bring that money. Bring her her one million Bring, I would say, bring me what I need, but heck, bring me the one million too. <laughs> I'll spend it on the trip. I'll fly Neva out. We'll have a blast together. I'll fly Tanya and Justin out too. What the heck? We'll have a big party, and uh, and we'll do it after Burning Man. So we'll really have a good time. <laughs> bring us the money. Yeah, and that's the power in asking. Like if you ask the universe, it will give you what you need. And sometimes. Sometimes we're a little bit selfish and we ask for things that our ego wants. But when we can fully say, this is my dream, this is my passion, she'll see. And 
The universe will give you what you need and it will show you the way. And it is so powerful that if it takes putting a freaking sign in your face and showing you this is the way, Mm. it will happen. And so here's another one of my dreams. And then we got to wrap up. So my, a couple of my friends and I, I go to CEO space. That's where I started my business. Talk about it all the time. And I'm a part of the teen group. And there's these two teens and I who have talked about starting like a CEO space and like a new media summit for kids and teens. And we talked about, we've made phone calls and stuff. And we talked about it would be at a hotel. It would be in a really pretty area. We would teach people how to face their fears and how to follow their hearts and how to dream. And it would teach them not only business, but actually business. Because when you take a step away from fear and you are able to see the amazing, amazingness, is that even a word? The (laughs) amazingness that is a dream. Mm. that it is powerful and you can inspire a bunch of people. And we talked about, we would take people on a bunch of different like excursions. We would go and we would go skydiving and we would like eat fire and we would do all this stuff that people are afraid of to show them that it's silly Mm. and show them that it like fear is just trying to stop you from doing what you love. And if you can just take a break from that, holy cow, life is amazing. Wow. (laughs) And that's what we want (laughs) to, holy (laughs) pigs. And that is what we want to teach people. And it's so powerful. And you, we can make a difference by just taking a step away. And it doesn't mean you can't say no to things, but it shows that, Fear is silly. Like, we're all going to die someday. We might as well live our life doing things that would scare us because Mm -hmm. then we can look back and go, I did that, and I was terrified. I went indoor skydiving. I was terrified. But I did it, and I had a lot of fun. And doing, starting at something small, you can take baby steps into something a lot bigger. And that is a huge gift. It's a huge gift. And if I may say, thank you. I teach that. I teach visibility, media visibility out in the world. Mm -hmm. I coach people how to write books. I take their books to a guaranteed international bestseller. And I teach people how to be interviewed on radio and podcast, right? I work with them live. And I have great results with people because I believe it's an inside-outside job. It's not just the tech and the strategy, but it's also the healing. What's holding you back from being fully visible? And part of that is fear. What I want to say what's so beautiful about what you just said, Neva, is when you do this and when you and your team work with people to extricate the fear, where there is that emptiness, that's where the light comes in. I agree. I definitely agree. And like... I kind of imagine like fear is this dark tunnel and it wants to keep you entrapped. But then when you are able to look through the tunnel, you can see the light and you can see the fun that is in life. And that 
I keep on saying that's a huge gift, but it really is. And something I've learned is like, it doesn't matter what other people tell you. Like, sure, great advice is def. It definitely helps, but when people say things that want to put you down mm. or that put you down, and even if they don't mean it, don't listen. Like, it's okay to have a dream, and it's okay to let people tell you that maybe you should stop, but don't, because there is a huge gift in just loving yourself. That. All you need is the power in between you and the divine, mm-hmm. and that is not going to stop you. Their tiniest little judgment is not going to stop you. And it is very powerful being able to see the light in the dark tunnel and being able to like look at fear in the face and go, you don't scare me. That, that is just wow. And And there's a lot of power too in saying, you do scare me. You scare the pee pee out of me. And guess what? I'm still going to do it. Thank you for sharing fear. Very interesting point of view, but I'm still going to do it because everybody, including myself for sure, who's ever superseded their fear and marched forward anyway, it inherently, we have all looked back and said, oh my God, what was I doing to myself? was actually nothing, not only nothing to be afraid of, but it's magnificent here Mm -hmm. on the other side of things. Yeah, I agree. And when you are able to say you're afraid, that makes you fearless, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And like, for me, I've experienced speaking on stages, and that is terrifying, especially when you mess up, and especially in front of people that you're friends with, and especially in front of random strangers. (laughs) But then, I, I'll share a quick story. I was speaking on stage at CEO Space, and it was just this line of very, very huge mess-ups. So when I was being introduced, my microphone fell out of my pants. <laughs> oh, and then the guy didn't know, and so he stopped talking. And then I was standing there, and my mom had to put it back in and make sure it was secure and I was standing there, and I was embarrassed, and I go, hold on a second, technical difficulties. And it was pretty scary. And then I start fumbling over my words, and I start forgetting what I was about to say. And it was because I let fear stop me. Mm. And so what could have been a very powerful talk Mm. turned into me letting fear stop me. Wow. And know what? That doesn't stop me from doing it again. And I'm going to mess up again and I'm going to laugh. And I did. I, I spoke there a second time and I messed up. And there was, have you heard of Michael Lee Gerber? Yes. Yeah, he, he was in the audience. Mm-hmm. And he was like the first one in the room. And I messed up. And I started laughing at myself. And I chuckled. And I continued on my talk and I felt powerful being able to laugh at yourself and being able to go, you know what? I messed up. That's powerful. And that takes courage. But when you can, oh my goodness, it's fun. You know, keep getting so, up. <laughs> so do you have any last advice before we close out the interview? 
Yeah, I mean, I love the vibe of everything we said here today, Neva. I really love spending time with you more than you know. Mm -hmm. And I do think to allow ourselves to dream big, to move Mm -hmm. forward big, to choose to believe that anything and everything is possible, to know that if you're given it, you are given the power to make it come true. All of this if you will just make those your mantras and show up anyway, whether you're afraid, whether you're concerned, it doesn't matter. Courage means to do things in spite of fear, so do it. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Debbie, thank you so much for coming on the show. We talked about some very powerful things today. Can you remind our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? Thank you, Neva. Yes. Debbie-Singer.com. It's D-E-B-B-I. D is in David, A-C-H-I-N-G-E-R.com. And you'll want to go there. Also, I'm on Spreaker. I'm on YouTube.com slash Debbie Dashinger. In fact, I'm going to urge you to go to YouTube.com slash Debbie Dashinger because I have the most gorgeous creature coming on my show next. Nevely reckless. So you'll want to see her on my show. We're going to talk about some great stuff. And then also DebbieD.net. It's D-E-B-B-I-D.net. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Debbie. You are so amazing. And I'm very excited to be coming on your show. She's just, wow, so inspirational. And I could keep talking with you all day. We've been talking with Debbie Dashinger about how to turn dreams into reality. So remember that we all have superpowers and we can change the world by following our hearts. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. Today.